like for us to read this section right here. Um, uh, we're going to read it out loud, and then I want, uh, as we've been doing, um, right where you are, just in, in your own, just on your own, just pray. Pray through this passage. Pray, pray about those who are sitting next to you, people who are sitting behind you or in front of you. Just pray that we hear God's voice. All right, that, that's, that's everything, right, that we hear. God, what do you want us to hear? Uh, and give us the courage to practice it. All right, there ain't anything worse, I don't know, in this whole wide world than sitting around, listening to the Bible, studying the Bible, digging into the Bible, and then going out and not doing any of it. Maybe the worst thing in the whole world we could possibly do, right? Um, so let's read this here in verse 22 is where we're going to start. Uh, and Jesus, uh, it says that he went through one town and village after another, teaching and making his way to Jerusalem. All right, I just want you to picture that because sometimes, again, as Americans, making our way from each town to each village, is, it looks very different than what Jesus did. All right, uh, We get in a car, generally an air-conditioned car, a plane, a train, something like that that's fairly comfortable, a bus in some way, shape, or form. We have some sort of comfort to get to towns and villages. All right? Jesus didn't. There was different. Uh, just picture that in your mind, okay, is, wow, this probably took a, a little bit longer you're probably, if you were staying in a little town, you probably stayed maybe with a family that you didn't know, or you were just camping along the way, right? If the weather was good and you could stay sheltered and those things. And, you know, it's just this road trip. So I just want you to picture that. that. That may mean nothing to you, okay? But it puts us into his world here. He's going from one town and village after another, teaching and making his way to Jerusalem. And then somebody asked him, are there few being saved? I'm telling you, we don't ask that question anymore. That's like, that question cannot be asked anymore. And some joker asked it to Jesus. This is insane. I, I, when I look at that, I'm going, hold on a minute. How come they could ask these questions and talk about this stuff? And we can't talk about this stuff, right? Because we've got our mindset already. Everyone's going to heaven. Let me take that back. Everyone in my family is going to heaven. All of my friends are going to heaven. I don't really care about the, you know, Jehoshaphat family that lives in Idaho. I guess there's a Jehoshaphat. I just chose a name because I'm like, I don't want to say like a name. And you're like, that's my family, okay? But the truth of the matter is, is we've already made up our minds. Everyone I love and am, and am close to, they, I'm not even asking that question because that question is just scary and it's all these kind of, I don't want to know the answer. Let's just be blissfully ignorant and then jesus said this to him okay wouldn't it be i would love if this was just a shorter verse and jesus said well no a few what are you talking about a few are only a few gonna be saved no way man everyone's being saved except jesus started telling this story okay and he said make every effort to enter through the narrow door because i tell you many will try to enter and won't be able once the homeowner gets up and shuts the door then you'll stand outside and you'll knock on the door saying, Lord, open up for us. And he'll answer, I don't know you or where you're from. And then you'll say, we ate and drank in your presence. You taught in our streets. And he'll say, I tell you, I don't know you or where you're from. Get away from me, all you workers of unrighteousness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth in that place. When you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but yourselves thrown out. 
They'll come from the east and the west and the north and the south, and they'll recline at the table in the kingdom of God. But note this. Some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last, okay? Merry Christmas, everyone, right? Wow, what a great way to start December, (laughs) okay? Except here's what I want us to do. You're going to take a second, read it, pray about it. If there's some things there you're like, no, 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 I'm not having this passage. Let's pray. Just pray right there on your own. Pray that we hear God's voice today. We're going to take a few minutes to do that. So let's go ahead. and Father, thanks so much for uh, giving us your word. Uh, there, there are parts of what you've said, God, that, that uh, make me want to really uh, like not look at. Um, there, there are discussions you have with people that I don't like having with you, God, because uh, I, I can be filled with fear. Father, I pray that you give us courage. Let us be courageous to read your word and to know that every word you said um, is righteous and good. It's, it's about the good news, God. You're, you're, you're guiding us in a way uh, to not just have a full life, but to be with you for eternity and to help everyone we can uh, be with you as well, God. Thank you for that. Thanks for, thanks for just not saying everything we want to hear all the time, God, that you encourage us, you inspire us, you spur us on. Uh, Father, but you also discipline. God, you, you, you also uh, really give us some nudges sometimes. God, you, you, you wake us up. Thank you for that, God. We love you. Please, I pray that this sinks deeply into our heart that we hear your voice today. Father, we love you and we pray in your name. Amen. Um, so, um, again, kind of a, uh, wow, an interesting question gets posed. Like, are only a few going to be saved? Jesus starts out and he says, make every effort. Make every effort to enter through the narrow door. All right? And, and again, just stopping right there, we would say, well, see, in the narrow door, it's like good people go through the narrow door. And then there's like really, we all agree on the really, really bad people that can't get in through that door. And, and we would all be comfortable with that, right? I mean, think about this. As you know, people, we all, we could... I could get up here and list famous names of evil people that we all go, yes, they, they, they can't enter. They're not in heaven. They're not all these. I think I've shared with you before, there's a very, like a really amazing book. Anybody that wants to borrow it, we have it. It's about Jeffrey Dahmer. And some of you guys don't know anything about Jeffrey Dahmer, but he was a serial killer years and years and years ago, a vile, vile serial killer. And um, when he was in prison, um, became a disciple. Was baptized into Jesus. Led Bible studies, reached out to prisoners, 
Obviously, this isn't stuff you see on NBC, right, or CBS or Fox or CNN or whatever. I mean, they're not going, hey, we're in the prison right now. Well, Jeffrey Dahmer is reaching out to people, right? And then he was murdered in prison as well, okay? The interesting thing about Jeffrey Dahmer is is he refused to ever, like, even get to a place where he was going to ever ask for any kind of leniency because he felt like, I need to stay here for what I did. I mean, there's a really an amazing amount of repentance and responsibility taken. And so the minister that had shared the gospel with Jeffrey Dahmer, his own church, his own church was telling him, if Jeffrey Dahmer's in heaven, I don't want to be there. If that dude is there, I don't want to be there. All right. And so why I bring that up is because oftentimes we, we agree so far in this verse, make every effort to enter through the narrow door because it's very easy for us to sit here and go, yeah, I'm doing that. Right? I mean, if I wasn't, I would be asleep right now. Like, the, every effort is getting up before 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, maybe. Right? To, uh, because we're the judge, oftentimes. He says, no, no, no. He says, actually, he goes, here's what's going to happen is, is the homeowner's going to get up and shut the door, and there are going to be people standing outside say, Lord, open up for us, okay? And he doesn't describe Jeffrey Dahmer out there. He doesn't describe, you know, some evil emperor. He doesn't describe Hitler. He doesn't describe, he says, no, no, no. He says, you'll say, we ate and drank in your presence, Jesus. Like, that's who he's talking about, okay? And that's just where, I, I, for me, I mean, this is one of those times, you got to just, we've got to stop for a second and go, hold on a minute. All of us here, we, there's got to be an adjustment, man, because in our American culture, we would not really, like, support Jesus' teachings here. All right? And, and again, we're not even talking about, like, you even may have in your mind, but no, no, no. He's talking about the religious people that are just hypocrites and all that kind of stuff. They said, no, we even, you, you taught in our streets. You taught in our streets. We were there. We listened to you. Like, we heard you. And he says, I don't, I don't know you, okay? And and, and, and in our kind of minds of justification, we'll go, well, see, that's where you can't take this, can't take this literally because God knows everyone. So he has to be like making something up here, right? I mean, Jesus, really? Does Jesus, could Jesus possibly say, no, I don't know you? Of course he knows you, but, but we know the difference, right? Like there's I know you, but I don't know you. I can know of you. I can know of you, but I don't know you, okay? And so he says this, and it's like, wow, man, this is amazing. Why is this, like, really something that kind of has wormed its way into my heart a little bit is, is we've, we've spent um, a lot of time on these, really, these four principles, right? The principle of being saturated in the gospel, the principle of just obedient discipleship, of building faithful community and disciple-making, right? Uh, we, we've dug into that. And I think one of the reminders that I think all of us as just human beings need is like the wake-up call sometimes to go make every effort. Make every effort and go, no, no, no. But Keith, he didn't say gospel in there. He didn't say discipleship in there. He didn't say community in there. He didn't say disciple-making in there. Here's the interesting thing is is the correlated passage here is Matthew 7, 21, that Matthew 7 passage where he actually goes into a detail of not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God, but only he who does my will. Only he who does my will. All right. And so what Jesus is saying here is, is make every effort. See, going through, you want to do my will, not your will. Like that, those are the people who are going to inherit the kingdom. They want my will above everything else. They want, they, they want what he wants more than anything else, you know? And so if we were just to kind of put some, 
some meat on the skeleton here, we go, does, does God, does Jesus want us to be saturated in his gospel? Could you make an argument to go, nah, that's not a, that's, he doesn't want that. Does he want us obedient in discipleship? Do you think that's the will of God, that those who are going to follow him would obediently live as he is our king? Right? Do you think he had anything to do with building a faithful community? Or disciple making? <laughs> right? I mean, all of these things, these are the will of God. And, and we're going, hold on a minute. He's saying, make every effort. Here, here's what's fascinating about that. Make every effort. Um, there are so many parts of this passage, too. I, I don't know if this is the same for you. There's so many parts of this passage that you can go, hold on a minute, man. Pump the brakes, because now what we're going to talk about is doing stuff, and that's works, and works is not about Christianity. I mean, we've all said that, right? I, I think so. I mean, it, maybe somebody hasn't said that before or thought it, but I think almost everybody at some point, Satan has tried to tempt you into saying, no, 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 man, that's a works. And, and of course, you can have a works-based salvation that's something totally different than making every effort here okay it's something totally different um but it's really easy because we can stop and there's this philosophy we can have and i just want you to kind of dig into your own heart because i don't know and the person sitting next to you doesn't know if this is your philosophy or not but there can be this philosophy almost like okay jesus died for me and he rose again and basically what will make him the happiest what will allow me to fulfill the, his purpose more than anything is to never sacrifice anything, never try, never, never attempt to do anything, and that will please him. That sounds like a very strange, unbiblical philosophy. I, wanna, I want so badly, but, but isn't it at the same time kind of tempting to want that? Because we hear in our whole world legalism and works-based and all that kind of stuff. We hear it over and over and over again. It's like this huge monster until we go, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to sit here until God does something. Well, that's fantastic. But we have to get a, a, a really biblical perspective on, on this, okay? I want to show you this is kind of an interesting um, this is kind of an interesting quote right here. I love this. Dallas, Dallas Willard said, God isn't opposed to effort. He's opposed to earning. See, you see the difference? You can do the same thing. And if you're going, okay, this, this is about, I'm going to be closer to God. I, man, I'm going to do my quiet time, and, and, and now I'm better. Now I'm, I'm, this is fulfilling me as somebody who's in a safe relationship. Like, no, no, no. But clearly, over and over again, Jesus is calling us, his disciples, his followers, to make every effort, okay? And he, here's the interesting thing about that word. Uh, there's a Greek word, okay? And, and one of the things I just share with you is um, I took a very little amount. I took a year and a half worth of Greek, okay? Um, that was just enough to become dangerous. Here's why I say that. It's because with the advent of the Internet, it, there's this idea that, man, if I just go look up the Greek word, then that thing means all this, and it's more than that. Language is more than that, all right? And the Greek language can be a little bit difficult. So I'm just always sharing with you as before you go digging in, go, this Greek word means this all the time. I'm going, well, it, there's context. There's, there's ways to, to do it. So I'm just spending a little more time on it is what I'm saying. And this is a word right here, make every effort. Right, And this make every effort is a word in this particular passage, agonites estha. Agonites. Like there's a word we have of agonize. Right, there's, there's a word that comes from that. There's a number of different places that this particular word is used slightly. 
in, in, with the same connotation when Jesus is in the garden and he's praying and he went back and he prayed more earnestly he agonized in prayer he was fervent in prayer right? you know we could stop right there we could all ask ourselves the question is am I making every effort agonizing agonizing to enter through the narrow door agonizing just hope or, or is it just very easy right I could never like we just probe your thoughts man I mean think about this on your own okay is that in reality I'm probably none of us here could ever imagine in a million years that we would be the ones outside the door going Lord can you let me in It's hard to understand, like, how to agonize over something in our cultural context, isn't it? I mean, Riley brought that up. Chris has brought that up. It's that idea. But at the same time, we almost believe that that's like our ticket out, too. It's like, oh, because it's comfortable, you don't have to. Except Jesus has these other teachings, like, to whom much is given, much is expected. You know, it's, it's, it's that idea. Yeah, man, there are people around the world who are agonizing to be faithful. They're giving every last dollar to be to, to make it to church, okay? We're not even talking about tithing. We're talking about just getting on a bus and going somewhere to meet disciples, agonizing for this. And, and what I really wanted us to do today is just to question, man, when it comes to these things, when it comes to the gospel that we've shared so often, and again, here's the thing. Isn't it funny in a Christian setting, convincing us to dig into something that's good news is very difficult. It's, it's really, really difficult. And that's strange because I think in any other case, like in a context of work or school, if your teacher would go, hey, I've got something that's really, really great, we would probably go for it. Hey, you can come up here and if you, you know, come to my office for office hours, you'll get this better grade or something like that, okay? When it comes to really being saturated by the good news, I, I just, again, I'm not, I, I don't have like, Jesus didn't, like download information into my brain this morning and go, okay, Keith, these are the people you need to talk to, okay? Just, just to be clear, all right? But it's that idea of, of uh, there's got to be some of us in here that have thought, I've, I've heard that before. I can give the information of the gospel, but I didn't spend an extra second, an extra second digging in and allowing it to saturate me. And when I say saturate, I mean in a way that it has changed how I view everything. All right? And so that, that's the thing. Here's what I would say. Agonize. All right? Because there is something about, like, following Jesus that I have a hard time justifying in my own life if I'm not being, if, if the gospel isn't coursing through my veins. If it's something else, all right? Because we, we can learn the rules of the organization, right? You can learn the rules to do. And you can do those rules, but those rules, right? I mean, that's about earning. The gospel is about saturation, about compelling us to live in a certain way. What about, you know, we've talked about discipleship. Okay, that's, that's me and you saying, Jesus, you're my king. You're my king. You tell me what to do. All of us here would say, 
Of course. What if the king were to tell us to do something we didn't want to do? What happens then? Like, what happens? Am I going to agonize to really be like, hold on, no, 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 you're my king. You are my king. All right? Because, again, our cultural glasses sometimes say he's go- he wants to prosper me and you. But what the king told a lot of people early on was, you're going to die for me. Yeah. And there isn't any one of us that gets up in the morning going, if there's a guy out there that wants to kill a Christian, let it be me. None of us. <laughs> all right? We, we want all of the good things. I want all of the good things. This is just kind of what, and, and it's this idea of going, hold on a minute. This is where Christianity and what we're being called to do and follow Jesus isn't culturally uh, acceptable. Because it's going against everything the culture says to do. Against everything the culture is telling us to do is this idea of make every effort. Make every effort. You know, community. I brought my high-tech board. This is one of my faves right here. You know, I thought I could make a PowerPoint that has really good. We've been playing a lot of the game Drawful. My pictures have gotten awesome since then. I'm just saying, okay? Here's what I'm going to say. Um, we're, we're just going to talk about some things here. We're going to draw. Uh, if you're going, he's talking about me. Okay. Um, I want you to examine your heart. All right? I want you to examine your heart. That, that's it, okay? Um, we're going to talk about this, like, specific things, but I guarantee you, you are not singled out, okay? I guarantee you. And I hope, I hope you're not coming here going, I'm going to be okay as long as he talks about everything that doesn't pertain to me. That's what we want in our preacher, okay? Let's talk about hypothetical things. And then we can go out and feel better about ourselves. But here's the truth of the matter is, is this isn't, we're going to talk about this, but here's the, I want us to do this in our own life. This is a sermon I have to preach to myself over and over and over again. Keep, make every effort, man. Stop being lazy. Like, make every effort. And, and it's interesting, you know, it's funny, is going back, um, and let's actually turn there real quick, because we've got to put our eyes on this. 1 Corinthians 15, all right? We need to, we need to put our eyes on this, because um, it, it's this idea, again, we can get so off and go, okay, see, see, this is, he's tricked us. We've talked about all these things about God loving us, but now he's telling us we have to do things. And I'm saying, listen, man, the gospel and discipleship cannot be separated, all right? Paul writes here in 1 Corinthians 15 this idea of, of, um, of, of the resurrection, of the gospel. He starts out in verse 1, and he, and he lists out. He says, brothers, I want to clarify for you the gospel I proclaim to you. And you received it and have taken your stand on it. You're saved by it too if you hold to the message I proclaim to you. Unless you believe for no purpose for what I passed on to you as most important is what I also received, that Christ died for our sins. And he explains this. Christ died. He was, according to the scriptures, he was buried, raised, according to the scriptures. He, he came and showed himself as risen. And then in verse 9, Paul says, I'm the least of all the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God, but by God's grace, I am what I am. 
By God's grace, I am what I am. Sometimes we stop there and we're like, that's why I don't change. God, by God's grace, I am what I am, right? Except he says more here. And his grace toward me was not ineffective. His grace toward me was not ineffective. However, I worked more than any of them. Yet not I, but God's grace that was with me. Right? The gospel and discipleship, hand in hand. There, there isn't a way we can go, no, 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 man. This is all about works. It's all about doing stuff. Okay, maybe it is for you. That, that might be a you thing. That, that may be a you thing that you're unwilling to get out of. You're unwilling to get out of it because it makes you feel protected. Okay? And no, no, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. Well, understand that's a, a Bible thing. A God thing is this, is this idea of God's grace permeating us that we have greater focus, purpose. Paul says, I worked harder because of all the grace that he gave to me. So that would be fantastic. This is just Paul saying, I'm compelled by that. I'm not trying to earn nothing. I'm not trying to work for anything. The grace that he lavished onto me. That's why I do this. Okay. So oftentimes this is what happens in community. And this is normal. I could, I could honestly preach this sermon at any church. Okay? And it would be how it is, is oftentimes in community, and we're talking about a faithful community. And I want you to think, am I making every effort to be a contributing member of the community the way Jesus intended, based on his grace, based on his gospel, okay? And here are a couple things I want to bring up for your consideration, okay? This is like little emojis right here, which that's great. Those are cool, right? Is Here's what ends up happening. Has anybody in here ever not really... Had a day, has everybody in here, just so we're on the same page, we've had days where we're just like upset and angry. Uh, can we all agree with that? Okay, I'm just making sure, man. I mean, sometimes we're like, I can't believe that person's angry. Why? I mean, we, we get that way. This is what can happen sometimes, okay? Angry. Angry bird or angry disciple? One of the two, okay? Angry. I'm angry at Ben or Keith. You can use one of those two. Angry. They did something, said something, maybe did something, maybe said something. I'm going to go here to Brent. I'm going to Brent. Say, Brent, you don't know what Ben did? I can't believe it. This is what he did. And he meant so many, and blah, 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 and go on and on and on. And you know, then Brent goes, you know what? That ticks me off, too. <laughs> In your family, would this be okay? Your child is upset at dad, and they go to mom and get mom upset at dad. What does that family look like? That is dysfunctional right there, okay? The Bible says something, though, okay? The Bible says, listen, 
And, and this is what can happen. And this one's saying, are you making every effort? Like, well, Keith, you're talking about me. Well, at some point, I'm probably talking <laughs> about everybody, okay? But here's the thing is, is the Bible clearly says, go to that person. But if you've been in church long enough, you've learned that you can skip this part by doing this. How? Give me a verse. Anybody ever use the A word in church? <laughs> Not the bad one. <laughs> See, but Liz was thinking about the bad word. I knew it. <laughs> well, we go, no, no, no. We're like, I need to get some advice. <laughs> I need to get some advice. Okay. 95% of the time, and I'm just telling you about my statistics, okay? <laughs> they are more reliable than all the others, okay? Here's what ends up happening. I know I should just go talk to so-and-so. But if I say I'm getting advice, now's an opportunity to just get somebody to go, golly. And, and, and now all of a sudden it's like, I mean, it's happened to all of us. You've heard a story and you're like, no way! All right? It's not going to happen. I mean, it's one of those things where it's a conversation me and Abby have to have with one another is, listen, I can't tell you this if you can't guard your heart. I can just show you, man, I got to help people guard their hearts. Man, if, I, if, if I'm just like unloading, okay, because here's what ends up happening is, is oftentimes then you go to, who's this, Ben? <laughs> He's happy. <laughs> you go to Ben and, and you say, Man, now you got two people, they're angry at you, and they don't even know what the boy did. And how many times has this ever happened to you? You're like, oh, it wasn't that way. Okay, but you know what? Now what you have? You got scars and cuts and wounds and all kinds of stuff. And you've got a dysfunctional way of dealing with things, okay? You know what making every effort is? It's not easy to go to that person. It just isn't. Make every effort. Make every effort, okay? And the thing about this is, is if I'm talking to somebody, I say, yeah, I hate them too. I'm going, no, 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 I'm talking to the wrong person. Because there are times you got to get advice. There are times. But you got to figure it out. On your going, am I just getting advice or is just a way to slander and gossip and all that kind of stuff? All right? And go, oh, my goodness, does he think I slander and gossip? I'm like, man, we're human beings. Let's not, let's not be surprised about that, okay? But it's this idea of in community. There is something weird about how we're built in our sinful nature. Like our sinful nature, we oddly get a small amount of pleasure out of breaking people down. Is that true? I mean, do you experience that? Is it just me? They're going, man, who, you're here. You're going, who is that preacher? <laughs> he is such a jerk, right? But you, there's this small amount of pressure of, of hanging on to something. There's that small amount of pleasure of giving it to you. And you go, hold on a minute. It's hard not to do that. Agonize not to do that. Agonize not to do that. All right? It's way easy to say and point out what's wrong and all that kind of stuff. We've got to deal with stuff that's wrong. But, man, listen, make every effort. Am I making every effort through the grace of Jesus, saturated in his gospel, to build up his community of faith? All right? I'm just warming you up on my illustrations now. Here's the thing. This is a, this is a, dual, this is a dual thing, community and disciple making, okay? It's, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this picture bigger here, okay? So, just so you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to come back to it. Gonna, okay. 
So I, I know you knew what it was already. <laughs> it's, it is a Simon and Garfunkel song. Uh, it's people, people. One person equals more than one person on this in the scale. This is this is Y Beach. Okay, this is Y Beach. But you know who? It could, you know where it could be? It could be the Richardson's front room. It could be the Carol's front room. It could be a different place. But you want to know what? We spend some time in the summer having fun playing volleyball. We had a blast. It was great. I mean, I'm going to tell you what. Riley's grown a lot. That joker has grown as a volleyball player. I'm just going to say. He went from dangerous to only slightly, you know, fearful to be around. All right? This is something, guys, and again, you can go and do the behavior. I think the behavior comes from... We're not living out the gospel here, what I'm about to share. I want you to examine that part, okay? Is had a, had a blast. Um, here, here's what's very easy to do. We had a number of families come out, new families, families that brought their kids out, families that brought their kids out to play in the water, family that brought their kids out to play volleyball, families that brought out, some of you college students brought friends out. And what can happen sometimes is it's very easy to go, you know, we are so good at being warm and welcoming. Except we got a little holy huddle here, holy huddle out here, we've got people here. we we got folks that are like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. We've got better things to do than spend Sunday evening in a beautiful place on the beach. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. <laughs> Don't make me go have fun. Don't make me go somewhere beautiful. Don't make me go hang out with people I love. Don't make me do that, okay? Let me stay home alone watching Netflix. All right? I'm just saying, it sounds weird. And you're going, no, but I really want to catch up with that, okay? I mean, I'm just saying, let your brain go somewhere else on this, okay? Is we, we, we have to. There are so many stories of good news about this let me just share that okay let me be really clear is there are so many stories of good news of there are folks you wherever you go you're locked in you're like i am an ambassador of jesus i am going to get man you're not here well please come in come sit next to me let me talk let, i've shared i've been a recipient of this and i think i've shared it a lot the first time i ever went out to anything associated with anybody who wanted to teach me about the bible i showed up and i didn't know a soul but one person and it wasn't college students even. It was old people. I mean, at that time, they seemed old. They were probably my age, right? I mean, at that time, they seemed really old, all right? And, and I will tell you, um, I, I was sitting there, and I'm in the backyard. I've never been in, and, and somebody's grilling out. And actually, the guy who I, was my friend, he's over here grilling, and I'm kind of like standing there. And you want to know what? I mean, I felt like I was such a prized guest. And I can guarantee you this, okay? I would not have stayed if I sat there by myself. Some of y'all may have. You, some of y'all may have done that. That wasn't me. I, I was scared. Can you, can you relate to this at all? Have you ever been to a place where you're like, I'm the new guy? Man, you know, it's really hard when you're the new guy to be the one who's proactive. Like, hey, can I? There are some people that are like that. I, I've, I've never been 
that way where you can just go in a room and you're like, hey, let me introduce myself and insert myself into that group and all that kind of stuff. When it comes to community and disciple making, um, and, and again, we, we need to become excellent at this. Everyone. I don't, I'm not interested even in, in necessarily your story. Like if you're agreeing, you're going, yeah, Keith, that's right. We need, no, no, I'm talking about you too. Become excellent at that. All right. And it's this idea of like being in proximity is not okay. Okay. Uh, here's the deal is, is, is if, man, I'm just staying home because I don't feel like, going. I appreciated so much what Sue shared on Wednesday. Cause I think it's so real. You know, Sue said, you know, I went out throughout the day today. I didn't want to go to church on Wednesday night. Right? And then she said something that I think so many of us it resonates with. She goes, that's the place I needed to be. Not because we're going to have some like profound transfiguration here. Not because it's like, no, that's where the best teachers and preachers are, right? No, don't laugh at that, Murphy. You just made me feel bad, okay? You laugh at that every time you say that. <laughs> it's, it's this. It's everyone you're sitting around is why. Okay? Because this, I don't get this during the week. I don't get to be around everyone during the week. And none of us get to be around everyone during the week. And there's something about it where it's like, hold on a minute. I don't want to necessarily do that. But you know what? That's exactly where I need to be. And, and, and here's the thing is, I think it's too easy. We give ourselves a break to not make every effort. And then at the same time, we want the community to be super close with us. It, it's impossible. Right, for a community to function, it's like I literally need to be, every time the community's meeting, I have to make every effort to be there because that's how you get to know me and I get to know you. That's how we get to know about one another. That, that's it. And you may go, Keith, you're the dumbest guy in the world. That doesn't make any sense at all. I'm just saying, I may be. That doesn't change the idea that this is true, though. In, in any case, think about any team. You take it out of the community of faith. If, uh, you know, if you played on the Clemson football team and you're like, I'll be there every once in a while. We don't stand for that because we're like, no, we're trying to get a championship team. <laughs> you know. So anyway, I brought White Beach up because it's real, right? I mean, this actually was something. We could run plays off of this here and all that kind of stuff. And here's what I'm saying is, is why I'm saying this isn't so you'll go and do a behavioral change. But if you spent this summer and it wasn't the ambassador, or you're just like, I'm bumping it all together. Okay. There are people each one of us have deeply on our hearts that have come out, that have come out to different things. There are people that we want to come out and visit the church and meet the church family, all right? And I'll tell you what, that's when it becomes so acute on how important this is, all right? Because if someone you love and are passionate about helping get a relationship with Jesus, if they're not here, sometimes it's, oh, well, then I'm not going to help somebody else who has that, right? It, let's make every effort. Let's do that, all right? Not because it's just, hey, that's a great thing to do. Jesus said to do it, okay? So why beach right there? Um, and, and listen, I'm, here's what I'm going to say. Is, is, is you may be sitting there and going, dude, I, I, this is me. I do this great. Like I do have that mindset. Here's what we're going to need to do to the end of our days. Let's keep getting more mature in that, all right? And if you are mature in that, here's what I want you to do, okay, is help somebody who isn't. Take them under your wing, okay? I mean, because here's the deal. I mean, if we're going to be serious, really serious about this, that's what we have to do, okay? And, and then here's what ends up happening sometimes, okay? I'm going to show you. It looks very similar to the last drawing, but it isn't Y Beach. 
It's this room. That's right. Look at Yariel. You got it, man. You know, before I even drew it, you're like, it's this room, okay? Now, now here's the thing is, is I, I can make all the same things, and, and it still applies, right? But, but here's what I'm going to say, okay, is this. Um, again, these are my statistics, and they're true. I just want you to know this, okay? On most Sundays, on most Wednesdays, on most, okay. Let's see what, what stat I want. Eighty <laughs> percent, okay, and this is accurate, people. Show up right either on time or later. Like oftentimes when it's time to start, there's like eight people in here. Okay, um, I, I can count the times. Um, a few of us have stood out here at 9.40, 9.45, 9.50, and there are families coming in visiting. And they're going, is church here? What's wrong? <laughs> and, and it's not about being on time. I, I don't care when we start. But, but making every effort isn't going, okay, I can sleep until 9.40, brush my teeth, grab a quick coffee and get there by 10.02. We don't start on time anyway. That's not making every effort. It's not making every effort. It, it is not. It just isn't, okay? Um, it, it's the idea of agonizing. Now, now, here's, you want to talk about first world problems? <laughs> what if you had to wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning on Sunday? <laughs> Right, right, right. Some of you are like, that's boom, <laughs> home run, okay? But here's the thing is, is, oftentimes we go, Keith, you don't understand, man. I work all week. I'm tired. I get up at 5.30, 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday. I sleep in on Saturday. I mean, we could draw a picture of the tailgate party. I don't like football. I, I don't like football. How does your family work, okay? In your family, hopefully it's not this way, but if somebody in the family is like, I don't like how you do Thanksgiving. We're not coming. I want that kind of stuffing. No, 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 no. We're, not, we're frying the turkey. I like turkey in the oven. I'm not coming because I don't like that. See, because Thanksgiving is not about the food, right? It's about the family. <coughs> And here's the thing. It's a little bit about the food, though. <laughs> I mean, hey, let's be real. Let's not get overly righteous here, okay? I mean, Ecclesiastes does say that. Let's not be overly righteous, okay? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is my help in the front row here, okay? But, but here's the thing is, is, is it's about family. It's about family, and you might not like football. I'm going to tell you, a whole lot of people in this community do. A whole lot of the people in this community are, are coming down to the tailgate. A whole lot of times, this is just a great time to hang out and have fun. A whole lot of times, a whole, it's like, but that's my Saturday. I mean, but when does it stop, right? Because it's like, okay, but that's six Saturdays a year. <laughs> you know? And I'm just saying, I'm bringing all this stuff up. It's not because I like football. He like, he's into sports. That's why he's saying that. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But, but I'm saying, man, 
make every effort. I think we need to hear that. I think we need to hear that here in Luke 13. Is this idea is really easy to go, ah, Jesus, I listen to you. I'm around you. Make every effort in the community and make every effort in discipleship. Make every, make every effort to make sure the gospel. Really? No, no, no. That's for bad people. I'm saved already. It's interesting in Proverbs 26. You can turn there and then we're going to finish up. Proverbs is always good to go to. Um, let me share something about Proverbs, though. Okay. Is Proverbs is this wisdom style of writing um, that there, there can be some, like, really huge statements made, all right? And it's meant to get the point across, okay? It, it's not meant like, hey, a, a man with many advisors always succeeds, okay? You can't go, oh, I, I got 12 advisors on this. I will succeed for sure. But they're saying, no, this is wisdom. This is kind of like these, these statements, right? Here, Proverbs 26. Uh, verse 13, my version says, the slacker says, yours might say the sluggard. The slacker says, there's a lion in the road, a lion in the public square. Well, what does that mean? My daughter's going, I don't even know what that means. The, there's a lion in the square? Okay, here's the point. There's not a lion in the square. All right? There's not a, the point is, is you find a reason to stay exactly where you are. It's raining out. It's late. I, need to, I didn't sleep good last night. I can't possibly go out. He says, man, that's what the slacker says. A door turns on its hinges and a slacker on his bed. <laughs> that's the ones I love. I'm like, go look at your door. When I'm lazy, what I should do is go look at the door and go, those hinges are the dumbest things in the world. All they do, you know, I mean, it's just. He said, just like a slacker, that door, all it does is that, just like a slacker, all right? It's like, come on, Keith, get out of bed. Come on, man, get out of bed. I'm, I'm going to tell you what will help you get out of bed, all right? What will help you, honestly, what will help you value sleep more than anything, hang out with Jody for 24 hours, okay? He's the only <laughs> human being I've known that can live on three hours of sleep. But, but it's the idea of you do it consistently, like wake up early long enough, all right? Go to bed on time long enough. I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's just a little practical thing. Uh, make every effort. Dig into this. Agonize. Right? Agonize. If it's just been like in one ear and out the other, um, let's do that here. Let's do it. And not just, here's the deal. Not just so I'll be okay. Right? That's not good enough. <laughs> it can't just be for me. Like, okay, it's going to make my life better. Here's what it's going to be able to do. It's going to be able to help people. We're all going to be able to help one another.